Good morning. It's almost Friday. Don't hang in there. You stand in there. Two more days and then you'll have your weekend. Two days to get rested up, rethink, reevaluate about the past work week and what you can do differently going into the new work week that can help to lessen the stress, that can help to lessen the, uh, the load, the burden sometimes that we unnecessarily carry when God tells us to cast all of our cares on him. Why? Because he cares for us and whatever we are concerned about, he's concerned about it as well. No matter how minor it is, no matter how great it is, no matter how many times you bring it to him, God is concerned about that which concerns us. And I want to tell you this morning, there is a resurrection in you. There is a resurrection in me. Things that have been things that haven't just laying dormant, things that have been killed and trampled over and walked over and left for DOA, dead upon arrival, dead on arrival. Those things that are dead in you that God wants to bring life to, he's going to do it because he wants the glory. God needs to get the glory. He needs to he needs to know that we are going to esteem him high, that we're going to lift him up in spite of what we're going through, no matter what our eyes see. God wants us to see what he sees. God doesn't see the problem. He does he's not moved by the problem. We are, but God's not moved by the problem. So he wants us to see what he sees and that which we see he wants us to know that's just temporary. That don't even mean nothing. It came only just to pass. So I want to say to you this morning, there is a resurrection in you. There is something that is dead that God wants to bring back to life. There are some things in your life that God wants to continue to be deceased, dead, null and void, of no effect. He doesn't want it to come back up again. He wants that door to stay bolted shut. But there is a resurrection in you that's coming straight from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because we have been in a place where we've been wounded worshipers. We have been, we've been so beat down by the cares of life. But we managed to pull our way into prayer. We managed to pull our way into the house of the Lord. Maybe you didn't go to a quote unquote building and you were with the body of believers. But I will say to you this. If you can look back over the last week, over the last month and remember the time when you met up with somebody in the workroom or that person you met at the gas station, that person you met at Walmart. And you just begin to talk about the goodness of God. You gave your testimony. They gave theirs. A word was passed. A scripture was said. Huh? And maybe you kind of hum a little tune while you were standing there. Let me just say to you. You were in the presence of another believer. And you were giving testimony. And you were giving praises to God. That I believe God was pleased with. I believe that that gave God glory because we don't have to have a crowd. We don't have to go to a particular address on a building to give God praise, to give him worship, to give him glory, to give him honor. Should we do it? Yes, because the Bible reminds us to do so. But if you haven't, for whatever reason, 
just know that it's okay when you get that two or three together assemble on one accord same like-minded believers giving God praise glory and honor reminding each other of his word reminding what he did reminding each other of what he did on the cross what he wants to continue to do I believe that God gets I believe that God is happy with that I believe that God is saying look at look at my children giving me praise giving me glory they're not down at a building but they're in Walmart giving me praise they're at the gas station pumping gas but giving me praise telling of my goodness telling how I saved that son telling telling the other person how I resurrected the relationship I'm satisfied with that yeah so this morning whatever you do whatever you have to face this morning at the end of the day maybe you can afford to do it during the day find yourself worshiping God worship him for what he's already done what he saw you through worship him worship him I don't know about you but there was a time when when I was in worship me and the Lord I had to drag myself because I was a wounded worshiper I knew that God was still deserving of his worship and his praise but I had to drag myself into his presence I was a wounded worshiper. I was so wounded by the cares of life. I didn't know how to balance what was God and what the enemy said. I didn't know how to balance it because the enemy was so heavy on me that he wanted me to believe that what he brought was it. But God said, this ain't it. That wasn't it. And I was a wounded worshiper. So if you've ever had to praise and worship God, while you were wounded, while you were brokenhearted, while you were waiting for God to pick up the pieces of your broken life, if you've ever had, if you've ever been in a place in your life when you got into his presence, you couldn't say nothing. All you could do was just give him your tears. You were a wounded worshiper. When all of your efforts failed, but you still managed to give him praise, to honor him and say, God, I trust you with my whole life. You are a wounded worshiper. But God says that he will wipe every tear away. He says that he's close. Let me tell you this morning. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's close to you. And he wants to mend what's broken. And after he mends what's broken, he wants to strengthen you. When the doctor finishes his surgery, they give you your discharge papers and it tells you everything that you need to do to get back up and going. Whether it's take your medication, whether it's walk 30 minutes a day, whatever it is, when they finish sewing you back up. And that's what God does. When he finishes putting us back together, mending that broken heart, he tells us what to do to get ourselves back up and going, to stand on our own two feet. And those things are continue to press, continue to praise, continue to read my word, continue to trust me, continue to be a giver, continue, continue, continue. Don't stop, don't stop. These are obstacles. They were designed to come just to pass. Wounded worshiper, 
there is a resurrection in you. The storms that have come in our lives, they only came just to pass. When the weather station or the news wants to give us warning of a bad storm, they put it on TV, you hear it on the radio, you read it on the internet. They're warning us of the storm that's up and coming. And God does the same thing with us. How? Let me tell you how. God reminds us. He'll say, a storm is getting ready to come. Well, how? Because I'm trying to show you that person's motives. I'm trying to show you that if you sign on the dotted line, you're not going to be able to pay for that house. You're not going to be able to pay for that car. You're going to you're going to go through the greatest storm in your life. Don't do it. You got to be able to hear his small, still voice. God will tell you, don't date that person. He'll say, don't let your kids go over there. He'll tell you it's not time for you to go yet. He'll tell you, you need to bypass that family gathering. Because if you go, you're going to be in a storm. All hell is going to break loose if you go. God warns us of the up and coming storms. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to keep us from danger. But because of life, sometimes we find ourselves in that storm. And if you find yourself in that storm, just know that it only came just to pass. Just know that while you're in that storm, worship and praise God. You might come out labeling yourself a wounded worshiper, but that's okay because there is a resurrection in you. There's a resurrection in me and God is pouring more wisdom into us. He's pouring more strength into us. He's giving us a sound mind, not a spirit of fear. He's telling us we don't have to be anxiety ridden. We don't have to be full of fear because a great woman of God, evangelist Sandra Haywood told me, she said, stop acting like you don't have the upper hand because you have the upper hand. We have the upper hand because God said that if I be for you, I'm more than the whole world against you. And I know that God is for me. And I humbly say that. And I'm so gracious. I'm so grateful to God that he is for me. That I ask him to renew in me a right spirit and create in me a clean and a pure heart. So wounded worshipers, if you're listening, it's okay. Because once again, I tell you, there is a resurrection in you. And God is telling us that the, the worst days are behind us. And better days are ahead of us. Why? Because we have more wisdom now. We know how to make better decisions now. So that what's ahead of us is going to be greater than what's behind us. And better, greater. It is sooner, not later pass this podcast to two people that you know need a word of encouragement and then surrender your life to Christ. Do something nice for somebody today just because. Get out of you. Get out of self. Stop giving people your leftovers. Stop giving people penny any stuff. Stuff that you know that you wouldn't give it to somebody that you really have respect for. So give somebody today your best. And watch God be glorified. I love you. I'm so honored. I love God. It's rough sometimes. It's rough. It's rough. It's hard. It's hard sometimes to trust him. We want to give up. We want to give in. We want to just stay. Just We just want to stay just where we are. Just a lump of nothing. 
But that's the devil. That's the enemy trying to devour us. You all be blessed. This is good news. God is on your side. Until next time. Bye-bye.